Welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm joined by Jonathan again for another episode of Across the Country in College Football. Today, we are going to be going over Colorado. Um, this has been the team of the offseason. Uh, they hired primetime Deion Sanders. They went out and they said, listen, you are not good enough to play for our team. You guys won one game last year, maybe the worst team in all of college football. Um, we need real players. And so they basically sent half of their entire roster and said, see you later, enter the transfer portal. Good luck finding somewhere to play. Probably not because, again, you won one game last year at the Power 5 level. And then they brought in just like 40 or so transfers. Everybody, anyone that could find. Anyone they could find. And see, they were at a point where they were even bringing in transfers who they were then bringing transfers in to start over and then forcing those transfers to enter the transfer portal. Yeah. So they were processing transfers. I think in like the first like meeting he had with a team, like didn't like Dion tell like the quarterbacks, like that, like Shadur like already beat them out. Yeah. <laughs> like he basically told them to leave. I mean, the team was not good. No, they were awful. Um, and, and just before, because I don't want to conflate Dion and our opinions on Dion with Colorado. So like, I just want to give you a chance. I don't think I've said it yet about like how I feel about Deion Sanders and college football and, and the whole thing, but I love it. It is fantastic. If there's yeah. any guy who's going to make Colorado bring back the Rick Neuheisel New Year's six Colorado days, it's going to be Deion Joel Sanders. <laughs> Joe days. Um, no, but Deion's him and he's going to get talent into Colorado. He's going to make that program not a doormat of the Pac-12, and I think he's going to win games. I don't think he's going to win championships, but he's going to win games. And I am extremely excited to see what they do this year. I'm super excited for the future of this program. I think this is one of those teams and programs where I remember, like, I grew up watching them. They had, like, Philip Lindsay uh, that one year, yeah. and they're, like, one of my favorite Pac-12 teams. Um, because they just always seemed like they were super up and down as, as a program, and it, it was always super exciting when they were winning games. They um, won the Pac-12 South in 2016. Um, yeah. Like, this is a program that, like, they can win games. Like, they've shown it. Yeah, and we look at kind of, like, the dichotomy between Nebraska and Colorado because these two programs, like, are somewhat tied in a sense, like, very similar um, yeah, when when they're both in the Big Twelve um, rivalry there, and they they played for the like the past couple of years, um, and I think college football is better when these programs, these types of teams, are performing at a level where like they're on a national scale. And yeah. so we'll talk about Nebraska when we, get, when we get to Nebraska in the Big Ten, but I just want to put that out there, like. People, I feel like, are getting to the point where it's either like you love Dion, or like you absolutely despise what he's doing. And at least personally, like I like everything he's doing there. I mean, he's not going to be perfect, but again, this team was not good. So keep that in mind when we're breaking down the roster. I, I think like the people that like that hate that don't like Dion are like, like kind of like the old heads that like hate like the portal and like all yeah. this like new age college football stuff but like in reality like if you like actually like looked into jackson state like when dion was there like 
he's pretty no nonsense. Like he'll, he holds his players accountable. Like we heard a lot of good things about him there. Yeah. And like what like they won a lot. So like so like we know he can somewhat coach football. We'll see if he can do it at the power five five level, but we know he'll bring in talent and Colorado needs talent. And not just talent. He brought in a really good coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Like he got a lot of guys there and like, that's what you need to do. Like you need to have a coach. And I think this is overlooked a lot of times when people look at college football programs and how they're run and the best coaches, because the best coaches in college football aren't always the best X's and O's guys they're actually more hands-off than you think. And so like the, like to me, one of the best skills you could have as a coach is first recruiting, right? Bringing in the players, but then second, getting other quality position coaches, coordinators to come in and help your program. Look at the, look at the guy who runs the program at the school you go to. He was more, more hands-on. He took a step back and the program benefited. Exactly. Um, So, uh, and we mentioned it like, for the school in general, like the spring game, for example, like they sold out the spring game. For yeah. the, I don't know. It was on first time in Iowa. Yeah. And they haven't, they didn't do anything. Now I watched the spring game and I'll, I'll mention some of that when we break down the roster, but yeah, I just wanted to just start off and give some credit to Colorado. Cause I think like they went out and they took a risk by bringing in Dion and they've gotten like a lot of pushback with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to make it clear that on After Whistle Sports, we are proud Dion supporters. Pro Dion. We are, we are pro Dion. <laughs> but without further ado, let's let's break into the roster, talk about the offseason. This is going to take a mm-hmm. while. So I'll highlight some of the guys they brought in. First, Travis Hunter, um, future top 10 draft pick, uh, former number one overall player who famously uh, didn't commit, stay committed to Florida State. Um that was a whole big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he followed Dion from Jackson state. He's a cornerback uh, who can also play wide receiver. I think he's got tremendous upside at both positions. This is a guy who is like a complete difference maker, game changer, maybe the best defensive back in the pac 12. Um, and I know we haven't seen him against like FBS or like mm-hmm. power five opponents, but like he's that talented. In my opinion, yeah, um, I, I agree. Like just watching him, like his ability to play both ball sides of the ball is really imp- impressive. Like we'll see how much of that he actually does it at Colorado, because like at least in the first year, like they might need him to play both sides of the bo- the ball. But he's definitely better as a corner, um, which is what he was in high school. No, I think he's a great wide receiver too. Honestly, yeah, no, he he's good. He's good at that too. I just think that like maybe in his junior year, he like will take a step back at wide receiver, like because you're focusing on the draft. But I don't think this year that is that year. Like Colorado, like even with the amount of guys they brought in, they still lack like elite talent or at least yeah. like good talent in a lot of places. And wide receiver in my opinion, is one of those places that they can yeah. use more. more. And, like, getting an athlete out there and getting him the ball is probably something that Dion will try to do a lot. Yeah. Um, then probably the second most important player, or most important player maybe, that they brought in was Dion's son, Shadur Sanders. Uh, quarterback is going to be the quarterback <laughs> of, of the team. No, As we found out right away. No battle there. Um Mixed reviews on him. I personally have watched 
a few of his games at Jackson State, and I watched him in the spring game, and I think he's an NFL prospect. Um, he can make tremendous arm strength. Um, he got great mobility. I, I think he's a guy who is going to surprise some people because, again, like everyone knows Shadur Sanders is Deion's son. Um, but I think people are, are not looking at the fact that he's like a legitimate Pac-12 quarterback who can like, not just be a game manager, but I think he can help them win games. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm not sure how many games they're going to win in total. But he can definitely do that, and he's going to put up points. So, Yeah, they'll, they'll score um, for sure. With yep. Shador, like 40 touchdowns, six interceptions last year, every indication is that he can be an FBS quarterback. Yeah. And like recruiting sites indicate that he can be a power five quarterback. So I think you're right. Most or second most important player that they brought in. Yep. Um, now some of the other transfers on the offensive side of the ball, they brought in Alton McCaskill uh, running back out of Houston. Who was uh, really good last year. He was really good. Now uh, they brought in um, Kavosi smoke uh, out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, Dylan Edwards, uh, freshman running back, um, is a guy I'm really excited about. Uh, was a four star coming out of high school, got elite speed, a little bit of like a smaller back, but I think he's gonna get some run too. So I really like the quarterback in the running back room. Now, a wide receiver, they brought in Jimmy Horn, um, from South, South Florida, Florida right? who's who's gonna be probably um, probably leading the team in targets. Uh, He's a guy who, who, who's going to be at least a Pac-12 caliber player. Uh, they have Xavier Weaver, Weaver out of South Florida as well. Um, so they went heavy there. And end up um, – the rest of the wide receiver room is kind of just uh, a collection of, of freshmen and transfers. I mean, like, uh, Amorion Miller is, is a freshman who I believe is a four-star wide receiver coming out of high school. We should get playing time. Adam Hopkins, same thing, but – this room is going to be really young and the wide receivers is definitely a position where they have a few question marks. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Horn. I like a lot after that. Not many guys that I'm very confident have like one starting jobs already and are for sure playing um, definitely a position group that I think needs work. Yep. Offensive line. They, they kind of, did a bunch of stuff over there. Um, they brought in a got a lot of uh, like non-power five starters, so we'll see we'll see how that works out. Mm-hmm. But um, their offensive coordinator is, is I forgot his name. But he's the, the guy from Kent State, um, who always had really good offenses, and so he brought brought back a lot of the offensive linemen with him. Uh, and so yeah, that's kind of like the offense. It it should be solid. Offensive line, again, is going to be an issue. Depth in general is going to be an issue. Uh, and then I guess we can move on to the deep defense because this is – the whole team is is different, basically. But Defensive uh, line is going to be a concern, I think. Yeah, let's let's start with like, the defense. Pro- like probably their biggest weakness. Um, defensive line. I'm like scrolling through their transfer thing. Like they brought so here's the thing. They brought in a lot of defensive linemen, like a lot. And you'll, you'll like if you go through their list on 247, you'll see like transfer from Florida State, transfer from Washington, transfer from Arkansas. They got Arden Walker from Missouri. Like 
none of these guys like really could get on the field at yeah. like these schools. They were just they're just like power five guys that like were beat out and like were backups. But so. but like that is honestly better than what they had. You th- you think? Yeah. No, they're they were not good on defense at all last year. No, they were miserable. But they I need think to be miserable players. again. Now at linebacker, I think it should be a little bit better. They brought in Demore Kennedy uh, from Alabama, who's probably going to start immediately, be one of the best players on the team. Um, Jeremiah Brown followed from Jackson State. Vonta Bentley, another depth guy from Clemson. Um, they brought in, again, like defensive backs. They, they brought in a guy from Arkansas, Miles Slusher, who I think was yeah, actually – good. I actually yeah. like their defensive back unit. Yeah, he was expected to play some. Uh, Brendan Grant. Gant from Florida State, uh, I think was also expected to play a little bit. Uh, it's mm-hmm. such a hard. There's so many guys. There's so many guys. I mean, they brought in five special teamers from the transfer portal. Yeah. Like they they went crazy, but I don't know. It should be interesting. And then they also have Cormani McLean, uh, the number one overall cornerback from last year's uh, recruiting class. Yeah. Like he's going to start. I don't know. It's an interesting team. It really is. Uh, they are not going to win two games, or they're not going to win three games. Their win totals at three and a half. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I like the under there. Their win totals at three and a half. I think they win two. Yeah, this could be a two-win team for sure. It's just like oh, it, it's they'll get there eventually. It's just their la- their their hype is like a mid-level Pac-12 team when in reality their hype should be like last year's Arizona. Yeah. But like, I think like there is a world where they win four games and like amazingly turn around the program. If they win four games, like Dion should get a lifetime contract. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I really like this team. There's something about it that like... They just have good vibes. Yeah, but, like, this is, to me, what college football is. Like, this is, like, new generation college football. Like, a team that was not good at all last year can go in, get, like, 40 lottery tickets, and say, hey, let's play. Like, let's see what we got. By the way, our lads list um, players on their on their depth charts in yellow if they're, like, new on the roster. Yeah. In terms of starters for Colorado, there are 19 starters listed in yellow. Like, I love it. I love it. Like, can we do this with other programs? Like, can we take Rutgers and be like, hey, Rutgers, get rid of all of your current players and actually bring in big time level talent. Get new ones. Yeah, get new ones. And just like see, because it, like, you don't know. You take a guy, a Clemson linebacker who didn't play at all, and you say, hey, like a Levante Bentley. Yeah. You say, hey, come to Colorado. Let's see what we can do. We don't know if he's if he sucks. Like, we don't know if he's good. We have no clue. Arizona with Justin Flo. We we have zero clue how these players will perform. Now, one thing I know for sure is that Travis Hunter is gonna be like electric. Amazing. Yeah. And I think Shader Sanders is gonna show a lot, like a lot of good things. So I don't know. You'll catch me watching Colorado games. That's 100% <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, you better get that Pac-12. Actually, no, never mind. You don't need a Pac-12 network subscription. They're going to be on ESPN every week. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I definitely use the uh, 
uh what is it the 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 subscription-based uh game passes or whatever yeah pac 12 network pac 12 network is right up there with flow sports flow sports which is how i watch my uh colonial conference basketball flow sports can we create sponsored by flow sports dude they have the colonial they own the Flow Sports has the Colonial Conference, and they have some like random like tournaments during Champ League. That's like it. Like, is it good? Does it work? No, like I don't have it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pull some strings and see if we can get a, a Flow Sports <laughs> uh, sponsorship for next Flow episode. Podcast Network. <laughs> the Flow Sports Podcast Network. <laughs> we'll we'll start going over like Colgate. <laughs> FCS level football. Like. If Flow Sports wanted to add Marathon to March to its podcast network, I would probably say yes to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, they can ask. Yeah. They can add across the country in college football if they want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yes, yeah, so we both have the under the win total. I'm gonna be so excited to watch this team play again on the field because I think even if they're losing games, like they'll pack the stadium. Yeah, which, I mean, look, which the, is the cool. people will come. The people will come, which is cool. Okay, that's gonna wrap up our episode today. Stay tuned for more. We're almost done with the Pac-12. You got a few more teams left, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening.